Welcome back to Good Luck Sis. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Good Luck Sis. I'm going to keep saying it like this so it can be a practice. <laughs> and for those who don't know why I'm, I keep saying Good Luck Sis like that, uh, make sure to tune in to our episode um, that we just released, um, like I want to say the a month, month before. Ago, yeah. um, and just check it out because you'll know why. <laughs> Um, I'm your host, Ellie. And I'm your host, Patsy J. And today we have with us a lovely guest. I'm happy to introduce Opal. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Good luck, sis. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for yeah. coming. Of course. Um, so I have the privilege of having Obel here with us. And um, Obel is here with me in Dallas. Yes. Um, she's more of like... A sister in love. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I love that. I love using that. <laughs> I got it from you. Yes. <laughs> For those who don't know what sister in love is, just look it up somewhere. I don't know. A better version of sister in law. A better version of sister in law. Exactly. So we're so happy to have you on the podcast. Yes, me too. Um, so Opel has a variety of things that she does. She is actually a content creator. Yes, she is. Um, so we have her here as um, the co-founder of Safe Souls, but she actually is a content creator. If you guys go on her page, she'll share with you guys information. But mm. on um, her, her page on Instagram, she creates um, IG posts, different content. She collabs with different people. So she does a variety of things. So why don't you tell us about yourself? Yeah, well, thanks, Dali. I love that. But um, besides all things, and when people tell me, like, tell me a little about yourself, and I had to kind of redirect myself now in the way that I present myself because everybody usually associate um, who they are with what they do. Yeah. Now I had to kind of like, okay, through many therapy sessions and all of my things, I had to kind of realize, okay, you know what? Who am I? Yeah. And, and I love that um, you were saying all these things, but it kind of like got me thinking. Um, first and foremost... I'm so happy to be here. You guys are doing such a great job. And you guys keep it real on your podcast. So I really commend y'all for that. Um, but who am I? I'm really just a child of God, just trying to live my life purposefully and just making sure that I'm living authentically. And that's really who I am. I'm a sister and um, I'm a wife. I'm a wife and I love it. <laughs> um, also, I just love people and I, I, I just love family, you know, family oriented. I just love loving on people. I love connecting with people. And that's just the core essence of who I am. Um, and, uh, you know, some of the things that you mentioned, you know, I do some things right now. I'm a mental health advocate um, person. I'm big on that. That's why I'm here. <laughs> and also, um, I do a little bit of content creating. Not a little. I, I mean, okay, so. Let, no, just you can <laughs> you talk, can be a talk content yourself. creator. Talk your shit. I, I know, but I I I, I say it like that One because thing I want to stop correcting us and like we do this a lot. I think it's like on TPT Haitians. Yeah, I'm yes, just, uh, I'm just a yeah. little yeah. my little business. Uh, yeah. Just a little. Yeah. I know. Just talk yeah. your shit. Yes. <laughs> I love it. But um, yeah, I, I, I do content creating. Um, I think God has called me to do it because I feel like right now I'm trying to focus on making sure that people um, get to hear about God in different aspects of things. You know, like I, I, I am big on mental health advocate. 
I'm well, advocating for mental health. Um, I want to advocate um, for people to have authentic relationship with God on my mm-hmm. platform. And, you know, if you want to know a little bit of thing about fashion, although I'm not all fashionably, I'm not fashionably dressed up right now, but, you know, you could find that as well. And you just a little bit of everything lifestyle, but, you know, just making sure you're living your true self and just making sure that, you know, everything that you are going through life if I can be a person that you can look up to yeah. to kind of like be inspired by those things, then mm-hmm. so be it. But just overall living balance um, life through, I the, love that. Like, you know, the lens of Christ. So, yeah. yeah. And I feel like anybody can really connect on your page if they go on there. That's why I was like, it's a variety of different things. Yeah. Like if you want fashion, you got fashion. If you want to find, talk about journaling, about God, that's there on there. So it's mm-hmm. just like, it's a variety of things. Yeah. Which I love. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So. And I'm also Haitian. We're so pride, prideful. Very, we are. very prideful. <laughs> On this podcast, we remind everyone. We always oh, remind yeah. people Haitian, that we're Haitian. Haitian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I'm very proud of that. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so before we start, we like to do a little icebreaker just so we can, you know, her face. Uh, She's relax. Like, She's okay. Yeah. Okay. It's you know, let's just be. <laughs> So um, first icebreaker is what what's one thing that always brings a smile to your face, no matter how tough your day has been? Oh, I think I, I want to know your answer. That is a very good. Oh, my God. That's a very good question. Well, um, to be honest. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> that, that's, that's a, a very good question. question. Um, I would say um, to um, to be very frank. Um, if, if I have bad days, I realize that obviously my connection with God, I'm very spiritual now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I am a PK, mm-hmm. but sometimes like we can kind of neglect. We know about the PK. Oh things. Lord, I, I will tell you my story about that one. <laughs> Lord, I have some traumas. But anyway, um, yeah. So I feel like my just connecting with God and kind of reflecting and being grateful. Yeah. Kind of gets me out of that mindset. Cause so oftentimes we just think about what we don't have or oh my gosh, this is such a horrible day. Like, why is this? And I was just like, you know what? Just calm down, Obel. There are people out there that have a way worse, yeah. like very bad right now. So just be grateful in this moment that it's not worse than you know it could have been. So like just thinking about the goodness of God and where I am right now and the people that are probably having it Mm-hmm. not so good yeah kind of keeps me happy and just making and obviously thinking about my family making sure that they're good thinking mm-hmm. about that okay their well-being is positive okay mind. positive mind so i try to redirect my mind mm-hmm. and i stay within that negative thoughts. negative thought yeah because yeah, i i can that happens often yeah. i can yes. have a lot of negative yeah. thoughts yeah. but it's just redirecting yourself Self, and, yeah and telling yourself you know it's okay things will be better yeah so yeah what about you tati Mm, puts a smile on my face when I'm having a bad day. I don't know. I never thought about that. What makes me happy, Lord? Come <laughs> <laughs> oh, on, I know, right? Be happy. Um. Oh, so well, they don't know. I have my little cousin who lives with me now. So you know, that's a lot. But he makes me happy. Like when I'm just like. Ugh work okay but I get to come home and come to him yeah I guess like having more of a purpose that's not for myself but to know that I'm truly impacting someone else's life in a great way so yeah that's beautiful yeah that's nice that makes me smile what about you Dali what makes me happy at the moment in my life right now my what makes me happy is my fiance that makes me really happy like if I'm having a bad day once we get together like it just uh, it makes me better. Okay, we got the love bugs over here. The love bugs. 
Yeah, he makes her really happy. That, that is so, so sweet. Yeah. Are we gonna say that your fiance is her husband's brother? Are we gonna make the connection yeah, that that's gotta, what it we is? We gotta make the connection. I love how you just got it. Yes. Cousins, yeah, if you guys don't know. Yes. Yeah. I love I love seeing you guys though. It's it's just so beautiful to see. I remember the first time Ovel realized that we were dating, she was like, we went to her house and she was like giving us the eye, like, oh, is this a thing? <laughs> I was rooting. I was like, bro, if you don't lock this girl down, I'm going to poop. <laughs> I love it. Girl supporting girls. Yes. <laughs> All right. Share one self-care practice or activity that helps you relax and recharge. Oh, yeah. I know you're big on self-care. Yes. I know I took you away from your self-care Sunday. Yes. This girl is consistent mm-hmm. with her self-care Sundays. It is Sunday today. It is Sunday, Sunday today. Or take her mental health. Yes. So another form of self-care. Yes. yes. Oh, my goodness. I had to really work so hard on that, to yeah. be honest. Because self-care, like, we all neglect. Yes. And it's That's like, especially if you're Haitian, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, we, we have to go travail, go to l'église, Pet this, pet that. And I realized all of this can add so much pressure. So much pressure. So for me, my self-care, now I take the Sundays. Like you said, girl, I take my Sundays off. I'm watching something. I'm doing my um, self-care routine, my skincare routine. I'm sorry. Um, I I try to exercise lately. I've been slacking off, but... I try to exercise. Journaling is a big thing. Now that I've incorporated that with my Bible studying, Mm -hmm. that is really big for me. Like, it really helps you reflect. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's overall what I do. I just really make sure I take care of my skin. You know, just sit down. Oh, watch watch a lot of um, (laughs) K-dramas. A lot of K-dramas. A lot of K-dramas. Now, that way. People, this is your girl. If you want to know K-drama. Thanks to the bestie. The bestie put me on. Your bestie. Yes, and sister-in-law. They put me on, man. They, They put me on. On and I love it. That's good. What about you, Tati? What was the question again? <laughs> I love Tati. She's like, what? What did you say? Share one self-care or activity that helps you relax and recharge. Hmm. Relax and recharge. Yes. I mean, I don't even say this. I'm on child. I love TV. Yeah. TV will always be my safe haven. Like I could be having a bad day, pay Netflix, Hulu, something. So if you guys have TV shows, please put me on because TV is my love language. Like that is what I do. Um, and I feel like that's good because it's like when I was in therapy, it's like self-care, self-love, but it's like, what's a form of daily love? Like, let's not just do self-care on a Sunday and love yourself only one day out of the week. That's true. What's something you can do every day that yeah. is like, yeah, like that's I'm good. good. I love that. And I watch TV every day. So, <laughs> there we go. That's I show good. myself love and relaxation yeah. through that every day. And I would also say like, I don't, maybe not exercise, but the type like walking, I yeah. really gone into walking the past couple of months and even though it is a form of ex- it's just like just like just yeah. listen to my podcast listen to my music and honestly just like me walking through like all right girl each step is this this that's gonna lead to you looking like this like it helps knowing that i'm doing something that's relaxing but also yeah. achieving a goal yes yes so i think definitely shifting your mind frame mm-hmm. to like everyday things can yeah. be a form of stuff like we just get so yep. used to it yep. but it's yep. like just changing that mindset that's never, good. Yeah, I, I never that. thought of it until she brought up daily love, and I'm like, yeah, 
you know, look at things. What is my daily love? Yeah, exactly. like how do I love myself? Exactly. I was um, reading something that said there's a study that shows that we all have our comfort shows. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah. I realized that my comfort show has been Gilmore Girls. Yeah, I rewatched it oh, recently really? too. Oh, yeah. I love oh, Gilmore really? Girls. It's yeah. my comfort show. Do you have, I know you watch a drama, One Tree Hill, but there's a lot of trauma in One Tree Hill. Yeah. There's another one too that I currently, <laughs> y'all, I don't know if y'all into that stuff, but my sister and I, well, that's, that's kind of like our bonding yeah. time <laughs> so we do like um we watch um a reality tv show the bachelorette oh, okay and i know it's yeah, everyone's like what? yeah that's our yeah. comfort show but we bond to, yeah. through it so yeah. that's what we watch we're yeah. like oh, okay it's on it's like what is, when, what are those people doing yeah. <laughs> you just still watch it yeah. whenever i'm having a bad day at work oh Gilmore Girls is time. Yeah. Gilmore Girls time. I never watched that I show. It's a good show. Really? Yeah. It's a good show, yeah. And then after all these years, I, re- I realized Lane is SDA. No way. Lane really? is SDA, yeah. Yeah, in the show. In the yeah, show. Yeah, she is. Oh, she is. is the show. In the show. Oh, okay, okay. She is. So they portray like a seven-day-adventist mom. Asian mom. Asian mom. Very strict. Very strict. Wow. So in yeah. Lorelai kind of makes me only child. She kind of reminds me of myself. Yeah. Like I'm very like jokingly humorous mm-hmm, around mm-hmm. my mother and she's mm-hmm. she's the same with her mother my mom's always looking at me like this is not a joke like you always yeah, think everything's a joke yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> appropriate mm-hmm. so yeah that's my comfort show whenever i'm having a bad day that's, that's therapy good. for me it just makes me feel <gasps> it they just live in a town that's so perfect mm, right peculiar at the same it's, time yeah it's just like oh i wish the world was like that you yeah know? and it's also in 2000 mm the early 2000s so it's just like uh, life is simple Simple, so it's like my mental health day getaway yeah Mm -hmm. getaway my daily get into that my daily love yeah try it it's good all right and our last icebreaker is if you could give one piece of advice to your younger self about mental health what would it be that is a very very good question now Mm -hmm. Uh, I struggle so much with, I struggle so much giving myself advice. Um, but um, I think, hmm, how can I phrase this so that it could just be in one? Yeah. I would say um, stop rushing life. Stop rushing life. Take your time because everything that is meant to happen will happen in due time. Why are you take mine for? <laughs> You're my head. I don't know. That was exactly mine. Yeah, because I suffer with anxiety and I had to kind of learn that, you know, Mm -hmm. early on that, okay, you know, we get anxious about life. I'm pretty sure a lot of us really can relate to that. Um, But it's just that your timing is going to always be perfect. Mm -hmm. Timing's everything. And it's like you might be somewhere in life right now, but you wake up 10 years from now, you're laughing because, oh my gosh, I used to stress about this and look at where I am today. You know, it's like God is good. Like, so... Just stop rushing the small process. Just take the small little steps day by day and give yourself grace. Because at the end of the day, we all navigating life. And it's not easy. But, you know, just make sure that you take care of yourself, you know, mentally, spiritually, physically, in all aspects. And then just God will take care of the rest, you know. Just do your part. That's right. I think mine would be stop extending yourself to others when you need yourself more mm. because then it's like you become that go-to person yeah. i'm tired like you know it's like when you're the only person who can do it because it's kind of like mm. i would say there's certain family members that you know you don't call for favors because it's like mm-hmm. they ain't yeah. gonna do it i want to be the ain't gonna do it family yeah. member <laughs> because it's like because there's no one else it's always going to be you and there's a good like there's a good sense of knowing people can count on you like you have that responsibility people trust you but there's also like 
Like, yeah. no one else has that responsibility. Mm. Why does it have to be me? Shailon Lu. It is. Shailon and they don't yeah. realize they that. Don't. I was like, this is, yeah, so... Let me sit back. Yeah. Like I don't want to always be the responsible one. Are you like the kind of the older one? In yeah. Your like I don't always want to be the perfect one, especially when you're the only oh child. You God. can't mess up. Oh my! Because they don't got another one. So they can't redo. Oh my God! <laughs> There's no redo, There's so it's no all redo. on you. So that like that just makes okay. I gotta be this. I gotta be this. I gotta be this. Okay. What am I gonna be for myself? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I'm glad that we're all Haitian here because I want to bring this up. So as a Haitian, you know, millennial. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, second, first generation mm-hmm. in America. What is something you guys will do that's different? As in, like, with like re- relying on your kids, your um, nieces, like mm-hmm. you know, putting all the shy on them. Like our families do that a lot. So, yeah. Do you guys feel like you guys would try your best to do things a little different? What is it that you see around this time in our generation with our parents, our family, mm-hmm. how can we make it better so we don't put so much of the burden on our our next generation? What can we do differently? Because life is going to change. Techno- technology yeah. is going to be different. Mm-hmm. Things are going to look different. We're always going to need the next generation mm-hmm. to show so, us. So, yeah. so what do you think could be done differently? I think showing appreciation more mm-hmm. and also not making things that aren't a big deal a big deal. Like, I always say, like, yo, mom, I didn't get pregnant. I'm not, no offense to anyone, anyone's journey. Yeah. yeah. But we already yeah. know the Haitian household. Yeah. I didn't get pregnant. Yeah. I'm not on drugs. Like, yeah. I didn't, the major sins, yeah. I, I'm I'm perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to compare to that. But it's still the, like, oh, you going out? Mm-hmm. Or, like, even, it's so, it's so little. Simple thing. It's so little. So mm-hmm. it's not even, it goes beyond, mommy, I'm 28 years old. What are we mm-hmm. talking about? So it goes beyond, like, this is not enough for you that you still have something else to say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, it's just kind of like, what can I give you where the mouth will be silenced? Or when you speak, it will be like, wow, go ahead, have fun. Yeah. I remember a couple of months ago, um, I was going to the Kirk Franklin and Maverick City concert. I went to that too. Yes. And I told my mom, yeah, I'm going, oh, you can't go. And then like big crowds and stuff like that. Trauma. And I literally was like, trauma. Right? Yeah. Through therapy, I'm able to articulate. And instead of, I was annoyed, but I was like, mommy, you know it hurts me when every time I go out, it's never, be safe, have fun, I love you. Mm. And I was like, mommy, just say, have fun, I love you, be safe. Mm. Those words couldn't even leave her mouth. Mm. And I don't know, where was I going last year? I think to New York with Ashley. And I don't know, she was upset because I don't know, my mom was jealous of me. She want to live my life. That's what I always say. Yeah, she want to live my life. I always say, my mother is my biggest hater. Exactly. She's my biggest... Your haters are going to watch you on the side, support you, but when you tell them, oh, I'm going to do this, or why you do it, like... Exactly. She's like that. And I was leaving. And I was like, okay, bye, mommy. I love you. And then nothing. It's a... And you know, if I had the power of God... Yeah. And this is so crazy... I wish something would happen to me for you to realize Wow! my last chance to say yeah. I love you to my daughter. I was being petty and selfish yeah. because they, as much as they put fear in us, oh, you never know what's going to happen. You never know what's going to happen. Say I love you. Mm. But because you're so petty and you're so upset, you take away a loving moment mm-hmm. just to what hold what over my head. I may mm-hmm. not be here tomorrow. Mm-hmm. How are you going to live with yourself? Yeah. So exactly. it's just like, 
be grateful for the kids you have. Stop putting unnecessary stress. Mm-hmm. Say I love you. Say have fun. Say be safe. Because it's like, why don't you want me to be happy? Yeah. And you see, I, I love that she mentioned through therapy, she was able to know articulate. how to articulate and say to her mother how she feels. And mm-hmm. why can't you say that instead of that? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's really big. And to be honest, like, as I've grown um, well, I guess in my years now, I'm pretty old. Not really, guys. <laughs> not old. <laughs> we're old. We're old. <laughs> no, no, not at all. No, but I, I what I noticed is that um, I had to realize that our parents, they could only give what they have, right? Mm-hmm. They can only do and replicate what they know. Yeah. So for me now, obviously with mm-hmm. therapy, no understanding that, just don't take it personal. A lot of times our parents are basically passing on down yeah. things yeah. that have been happening from their generation, mm-hmm. right? So we just have to be very conscious and mindful and understand that, you know what? My parents did that. I don't want, want to do that, that. Yeah. you know? And I don't know longer. And it's going to be hard to get them to break out of that cycle. Mm-hmm. We have to stop the we, cycle. Yeah. We have to yeah. be the one to stop the cycle. And that's and why we have to have these conversations. These conversations, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's, like ha- it's so sad. It's like, when oh, my kids go on a trip for their yeah. brother, oh, girl, have fun. Tell yeah. me all about it. Like, I want to be happy for my kids. I have to pray with them before going yes. on. Yeah. That makes me feel less worried. You yes. know, I pray God is with you, you know? Mm-hmm. But every time, like you say, I have the same issue. When my mom knows I'm going on a trip, never happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got that fun, yo. Exactly. It wasn't it yesterday. Trip, 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 trip. And it's wow. like I can't share yeah. my life with no. you. I That's can't crazy. share the goodness. Hang out with Tati. Mm. <laughs> it has nothing to do with each other. No. It's just like, why do you have to yeah. step outside of the house? Yeah. That is so crazy. <laughs> No, like, I, I had don't. an actual different experience, which is so interesting because even though my parents were a little bit, you know, strict and stuff, because mm-hmm. I'm a PK and you can't do certain mm-hmm. things, there's so much pressure to be perfect. But my mom actually, I don't know how, she, I think she just mastered how to make you feel bad without doing it. Mm-hmm. And so, so it's like, she will do it, but it's like. So she has the PhD of the Haitian mother. Yeah, so, so because me and my mother are kind of like really, really close. So what she will do is that she know I have sensitive spot mm-hmm. for her. So she will say things and well technically we, we would call it manipulation but they took it to I was just thinking I'm like manipulative thing because it's like oh I care about you so much yeah. I want you to be okay I want yeah. you to be safe and you know that because you, yeah. you, you see you're saying you want that yeah. but that could also be a form yeah. of because they know your weakness it's yeah. like oh my gosh if my mom says something and then I'm gonna just listen and not you know yeah. like just go anywhere because it's like you know she wants me to be saying I don't want her to be worried so yeah. out of that love for her I'm not going to do that right. you know it's so like right. If only they knew, because all the time, when I'm in a dangerous situation or I'm in a car and someone's, I'm like, I'll sell petite mama with me. So it's like, if they knew the steps I took to make sure nothing happens to me because I care about you so much, and you over here, and I'm just like, "Mm, sis, you don't. Nah. Yeah. The petty side of me, the overdramatic mm-hmm. side, like, sis, you don't even deserve a good exactly. daughter like me. Because let me run it back. Let's go back to high school. Let me do the things that uh, I didn't do specifically out of, oh, sorry, respect yeah. for you guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, because let me show exactly. you. Exactly. Like, let me show you how it could have been. That's crazy. I think that's great that you guys brought up as a community, just showing appreciation. Because yeah. I think our parents, they look at other parents like other people in their circle mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, Petito so-and-so oh my is gosh. doing that. So let me do the damaging. Me, you know, 
try to say this and that. Mm-hmm. I'm at this point in my life where my mom, I think someone, one of her friends, little friends, kids are getting their PhD. And she's like, I'll go back to school. I'm like, no, mom. No. I've reached no. my highest level. I reached my highest. Like, we're not doing that. And you know, appreciate what, what I've accomplished I now. Yeah. It's the lack of satisfaction because yeah. what it is is that they want to live through you sometimes yeah. too. They want to make sure that, okay, the things that I wasn't able to do, then you can do it. Right. So then they will tell you, oh yeah, do this or go do that or go study doctor or yeah. be a lawyer. Because what it is to them is that that's what they know. Like, they feel like, okay, I need to tell my kid what's going to be secure bring yeah. security yeah. to them so it's like I'm gonna tell them okay this is the best route and mm-hmm. to their defense that's all they know yeah. you know so yeah. it's like they're not gonna go out there and tell you something they don't understand that we have knowledge yeah. about like okay nowadays you don't have to have a degree to make million bucks if you could stay consistent and grind and actually it's like they don't know that they just know that route which is okay but it's, just, it's up to us to kind of know now how to react yes. to yeah. that you have the control and the yeah. power to know okay you know what they don't know better so I'm but just that's gonna what I think we need to do better because at, yeah. as a community us we need to sit down with our friends and just like yeah. reflect on how did we grow mm-hmm. up yeah. how to not pass these traumas, traumas. how to not treat our kids because yeah. it's just the pressure that they put on us the yeah. stress it, it creates anxiety yeah. it oh, creates so stress mm-hmm. because not only now when she was like oh you should go get your phd it makes me feel a little um like i didn't accomplish anything. anything yeah mm-hmm. so yeah i did end up one thing she knows is how to get into my I end up starting looking into it and yeah. I was just like what's it called? I know I'm like I'm not doing this yeah. like I cannot yeah. because it's not for you that's where she went to that same thing and it's just like you're you're creating stress yeah. you know Trauma. and I need to accept that I and this morning I think I was sharing this with you guys is that at this grown age I'm learning how to create what is success for me for you. and what is without what is success to my parents? Yes, yeah. And I want to, mm-hmm. I want to reach that because so far everything I've accomplished is also for me. But it's really I want to see in their face. Oh, good yeah. job! But that's the thing is we don't get it. We don't. You get it for two seconds and then it's like what else? Because <laughs> after my my diploma came in for my master's and my mom was like, "To God, merci bon Dieu, merci bon Dieu," and I'm looking at her like, "Okay, my turn." Yeah, but it's like they'll tell you good job but I think my expectations is different and my words of a- words of affirmation is not my love language not from my friends but I think my words of affirm words of affirmation is my love language from my parents mm-hmm. like I want to hear oh my gosh I'm so proud of you this yeah. is amazing like Boost me up a little bit. Yeah. Like, say it every day. They yeah. don't get that though. They you have to think they don't. They never got that they from don't. their parents because it's like, oh, all they have to do is just, oh, just go do this and take care of your kids and whatever. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Just like, oh yeah. By the way, they expect you know you're supposed to take care of them back. You know that's why you're doing this. You yeah. you gotta recycle. You know the yeah. cycle keeps going on and on and on. So it's like to them and 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 trust me, it's so heartbreaking. And that's and since we're on the topic of mm-hmm. trauma and generational trauma, that's literally what makes the child feel like, oh my gosh, I am not ex- like everything that I'm doing is so that I can expect back some type right. of grati- yes. gratification. From my partner. So it's like you end up marrying somebody and the person that say good job. Oh my gosh, I'm just longing to please yeah. you and yeah. you, 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 Ooh, you, you. So yeah. those are the little small little things that caring. happen in your childhood. Your tra- yeah, your trauma from your childhood. childhood get to your marriages and the relationship. Maybe that's why I love like with words of affirmation because I didn't get that. It's a lot of us, to be honest. Yeah. Everybody likes to hear that they're doing a good yeah. job, you know. Well, you do a good, good job. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that song is 
is really yeah. good. <laughs> With the therapy happening. We have a real therapy session. Oh my god. For goodness. real. For real. So let's dive into a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what is Safe Soul and how did Safe Soul become Safe Soul? Wow, that's a long journey of explanation. But let me start from the beginning. I believe it was in 2018. Mm -hmm. Um, But actually, no, 2017. So 2017, I guess I was back in, you know, like in my dad's church and stuff like that doing, you know, I'm always in the youth ministry. Mm -hmm. And we did a a forum um, for the youth and we had it. Um, based on, so it was a back to school forum for, you know, the, the young adults or the youth at the church at the time. And my focus, I wanted it to be about mental health mm. because I'm like, okay, the kids are going, I want them mm-hmm. to be mentally fit, just like they're going to be spiritually fit, whatever they have to get done. But mentally, you need to be yeah. fit. And what I noticed among the, the, the children, or that's well, the children, mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the teenagers, adults, yeah. yeah, the young adults or teenagers, is that um, I had a, I had a panel of professional licensed therapists to kind of come and talk to mm-hmm. them and answer their questions and stuff like that. And a lot of them were coming up with, um, what if you're having thoughts of suicide? And by the way, I kind of like um, make sure that their parents um, weren't there. That way they mm-hmm. can feel comfortable, comfortable. Yeah. to share what is, you know, in their mm-hmm. hearts. And a lot of them, I was so shocked, um, um, Dali. Like, I, guys, I was so shocked. I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. All of them are dealing with mental health yes. problems. Yes. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, I've been feeling um, depressed and or down or, you know, and, I, and sometimes I just want to hurt myself to make myself feel That's better tough. and I want to just get away from things and, what do you do to deal with certain like things like that? And it was just like it turned out into a, a like a it gave me like a a, a call a, a how would I say that um epiphany epiphany mm-hmm. like oh my gosh this is so important yeah. especially in the Haitian community and I'm like okay overall Afro Caribbeans we do not. Um, we do not um, care so much about the mental aspect There's of things. It's always about the educational aspect, yeah. socioeconomic, and all yeah. of that stuff. But the mental health or spiritual aspect, or yeah. you know, allegories and yeah. all of you that. You don't need a therapist. You don't need God. a therapist. God. You know, it's okay. It's all fine. And then to continue on that journey, because I was so in church, it's like even if I was feeling what I was feeling and depressed and all that stuff. I actually didn't even notice that I was depressed mm-hmm. until obviously I went to nursing school and I realized, oh shoot, those those are all the symptoms. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess I am dealing with a little bit of depression and anxiety, mm-hmm. you know, things like that and things happening with the pressure of, you know, from me having to keep up that perfect lifestyle because I'm because yeah. I am a PK yeah. and you can't mess up, you can't say the wrong thing at the mm-hmm. at the wrong per- person. It's like if you say something, valid, you know, yeah. so many pressure going on. Oh, you have to be good at this, you have to be good at that. Mm-hmm. So all of this kind of played a factor and God called me to say, you know what, maybe you need to start an organization to kind of bring mental health awareness. Mm -hmm. So from there, um, I moved on to a collaboration with a couple of federations and I did a concurrent event Mm -hmm. where it happened in New York, Massachusetts um, and Florida. And all at the same time on the same day, I had multiple panelists of professionals, therapists to actually bring awareness that day. And we had one thing that um, one hashtag I choose to live and to make sure that everybody come in with anonymous questions and asking questions anonymously. And those therapists, panelists will answer those questions Mm. out there and bring awareness to that subject, especially in the Afro-Caribbean community. And then from there... After that event, my cousin, which is my, the co-founder, yes, yeah. um, she was on her side doing sexual um, trauma mm-hmm. um, workshops mm-hmm. for people who, you know, suffer mm-hmm. from sexual trauma. Mm-hmm. And so she was doing her own thing on the side. 
and we reconnected. She's like my first cousin, right? Mm -hmm. So we reconnected and we talked about it. And I was like, yeah, this is my, you know, my, my goal. And mm -hmm. this is what my vision and stuff. Like she's like, oh, well, this is kind of like the same vision. Yeah. So from there, just to make long story short, we combined the um, organization. Yep. We kept the same name, Safe Souls, because mm -hmm. in my head, I wanted to save souls, yeah. like not just spiritually, but mentally. Yeah. And so then that came about and in 2018. Um, I did the event and then we became, um, you know, a nonprofit. And I think 2020, 20, 20, I don't remember, but okay. COVID happened. <laughs> yeah, COVID. Before COVID. So yeah, we became a nonprofit. Yeah. And yeah, so we're our, um, operating in Boston and Florida now. And so that's just the whole overall mission and how, how it started. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah, we're just bringing awareness and education to the Afro-Caribbean community and actually building up a directory now for mental health professionals that look like us, that mm. understand the Ooh. cultural... My best friend's a therapist. I'm going to tell her. Please tell yeah. her. Please tell her because... Well, I don't want to stop you from asking questions. <laughs> no, <laughs> jump in before she even no, asks another no, one. No, so. <laughs> but it's, I just noticed that there's such a lack of mm -hmm. therapists that look like us. Yeah. Especially understanding our culture. Mm -hmm. You know, and so we're trying to build a directory that reflect that where the therapists are culturally competent mm -hmm. to be able to deal with you know, you know, like the small things, understanding that your mom is putting pressure on you to succeed or yeah. understanding that all they care about is you, when are you going to get married mm -hmm. when you already got the degree and now yeah. they're telling you, oh, when are you going to have kids? They don't know if you can have kids. Mm -hmm. You keep asking you the same question. Yeah. You know, like all of those different aspects it's of things. It's a lot things. of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. So, yeah, overall. I, I love that. I think that's definitely needed because it's like maybe two months ago, the Haitian um, girl who was in residency to become a doctor and she committed suicide. And I know I was talking to my mama about that. You know, Haitians are like, why we should do that? And I was just like, honestly, if she probably dug deep down inside, did she want to do this? Yeah. Or did she feel like this is all I had to do? Mm. It's like, I don't think anyone wants to end their life, mm. but you don't have an option. That's how they feel. And yeah. I'm just like, not only the pressures of medical school, the pressures of a Haitian family. Yeah. This is not to say Haitians cause people to commit suicide. Yeah, yeah, no, we're not, not saying that. that. Yeah. Haitian there, there culture is a pressure is that comes with that. And it's just kind of like, because what if she decided, I can't do this anymore? Yeah. I don't want to... If her mom, dad, whoever in the family, you think about, oh, okay, you want to quit being a doctor mm -hmm. after going to college and mm -hmm. now you're in medical school, now you're, okay, of course. Mm -hmm. Will they ask like, oh, what made you know? They'd be like, what, are you crazy? Mm -hmm. It would, it's most Facts. likely, not every Haitian family is the same, yeah. but we can speak on this because this is what we've experienced to a yeah. certain extent. It would not come from a place of care and comfort. Mm. And having, imagine just being where you feel like you couldn't mm. to hear a mom, a mm. aunt, an uncle, a dad, you're giving up, blah, blah, blah. I'm disappointed. Mm. Dude, I want to be done. Yeah. I want to yeah. be done. And I was telling her that. She's like, mm, wow. And I'm just like, they don't see it. They don't see it. And it's like, it's sad that they mm -hmm. don't see it because it's mm -hmm. just kind of like if you guys really knew you guys could just make one little switch yeah. and yes. things would have such a big impact but it's like mentally I don't even think they're able to because I just think about the trauma my mom probably has went through in life yeah. and it gets me so sad and I just feel bad for even being upset at her because mm -hmm. I'm like sis you complain she done been through A, B, C mm -hmm. and yeah, she's still going. she's still going that but it's part. like is she really going though? Yeah. Is she physically physically she's going but mentally where is she? That she's is right stuck. There. She is stuck. Yeah. And that's how we are so much mentally. And I would say 
our parents want us to be smarter, but we're smarter in so many ways. It's not even yeah. education, honey. It's, it's mm-hmm. just understanding myself and life yep. and where I am. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm so far past you. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to teach you to get mm-hmm. to where I am. That is, it's crazy. She brought us so many different aspects <laughs> that we can tap on. But it's just the understanding that, you know, what's crazy is that when I was doing a lot of research and I've, I've been trying to find a lot more research on, you know, people talking about the Afro-Caribbean mental health and there's not so many mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I noticed that it's just that women, especially Haitian women in our community, mm-hmm. and we are prone to just take on that independence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's like Haitian, Haitians are overall, but like Caribbeans, it's like, let's take that independence yeah. automatically. Okay, mm-hmm. let's go do these things. Okay. Oh, well, life happens. Move on. Just get back up. Yeah. Because that is what they're using as a, their coping mechanism. Yeah. Yeah. When you who, who's gonna tell me? Oh yeah, I'm just gonna sit there and mop around when I don't have nobody to pay my school. Yeah. I have to get up and do it. Yeah. If I don't, you know, if I don't have nobody that have like a, a 150k sitting there just for my college yeah. funds, I have to know that I have to get up no matter how I'm feeling to get that done. So it's like to them automatically they are prone to just switch that whatever is going on that's making them feel sad, switch that up and just get yourself back up and just keep going. Imagine not being able to rest. Now the problem, the problem with that is that understanding that, okay, you have to do that and then just, just switching that off and not talking to someone about it. They don't know how to switch it off and like have to turn to someone to talk about yeah. it. They don't know how to do that. And it's sad. I remember my mom opened up to me um, years before. She's like, yeah, like there were times when I had to work. Like she had worked two jobs. Mm-hmm. She's like, this time I'm coming back from my job and I'm crying. Ooh, I'm, I'm like, getting emotional. That's making me cry because they yeah. just go through yeah, so Yeah, she's bad. like, I'm And there's times I'm like, oh, like if I do this, like not saying she would hurt herself, but in mm-hmm. a sense, mm-hmm. like, oh. mm-hmm. I'm like, it's crazy because I was young. I'm like yeah. 12, 13. Yeah. Don't know what my mom's going through. And she was really going through this. Through and they you can't have, so go well. through things. you have yeah. no one to talk about. And not saying, I don't know how therapy is for them. Mm-hmm. Long time ago, I feel like now there's more advocates mm-hmm. for therapy. Mm-hmm. But long time ago, were there? people out there be like go to therapy go to therapy no. <laughs> what was that barely people that look like us that can help us so imagine and back then exactly. and the thing that upsets me the most as much as we talk about um god loves us god is here for us mm. the church continues to preach that mm. but i think god has put on earth people, that's right therapists people yep. who are mm-hmm. educated that mm-hmm. can help yep. and i am tired of exactly. the church yeah Preaching the, the message only that if thing you, you can go, go to, to God, mm-hmm. if you go to God, mm-hmm. yes, God can heal you, but yes, He has put these people on earth to help. To help, exactly. Mm-hmm. So therefore, stop telling them only go to God and just like just okay, praying, that's pray. It. And you see the person showing up to church and te- you. That's the faith with no works right there. Yeah. That yeah. is faith with no works. Yeah. yeah, that's like here is the solution. Here's what I've given you. Yeah. Go. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And you're not going. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's one of the things that we want to incorporate with Safe Souls is that we started doing training. Mm-hmm. It's something called Mental Health First Aid. I don't know if you guys heard of it. Mm-hmm. It's basically you just kind of training other people mm-hmm. to recognize symptoms of mental illness mm-hmm. in your community. So that means you don't have to be licensed to understand yeah. that, okay, this person is acting very odd. They're giving away things yeah. or, you know, the subtle things. It's yeah. like, okay, they are just sitting in bed. They don't want to take showers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Oh my God, she's talking about you know what would you do if i just give everything away and i just yeah. sell things like yeah. you know, the subtle things that somebody's around you saying this is just speaking with uh, suicide mm-hmm. um and 
you know, so it's like there's certain different things that you want to recognize in yeah. your community. It's not just, oh my gosh, you know, like just pray about it. Exactly. Like you said, we have professionals equipped there's to help you so with those much things. That prayer can do. Prayer can do a lot. They can do a lot. They can bring you the right therapist. Yes, though. they can be the right therapist on your way. When I finally decided to go to therapy, I literally met the right therapist that yeah. understood me. So it's just like, I want Lucky us, you. I know. Because <laughs> it's hard out there. Yeah. understands me, like everything. Like, I want our community to preach more about mm -hmm. finding therapy. Yes. Our community is suffering when it comes suffering. to mental health. Yeah. And especially nowadays when we have so many people from our country who are coming from different country mm -hmm. and coming to the state who are suffering from every, like, they're suffering from, like, the whole socioeconomic. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. No housing, mm -hmm. no food, no nothing. Mm -hmm. And you think these people came and did this whole journey without any trauma? Mm -hmm. yeah. Where is the help? Yeah. Where's the help? One, we need to direct them. Everyone needs to educate themselves. Mm -hmm. Our parents, everyone needs to educate themselves. But that starts with removing the stigma yeah. of mental health is crazy. Do you know that people don't go to the closest hospital to them to get help? Because yeah. they're afraid they're yeah. going to know someone. They're going to know, know someone. someone. Yeah. And that is, um, that is um, something that we kind of need to work. Yes. Little by little, because yes. what it is is that the stigma of people that are mentally, you know, not okay is that they're crazy. Mm -hmm. yes. And we use that word a lot, you know, yeah, loosely. We, 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 we use it loosely. The but words worse. Yeah. I'm like, that, ooh, that hurts. Tell me about it. It's like those people have actual real things mm -hmm. that they need to work through. Yeah. And you're just putting a title like, oh, okay, they're just crazy. When in fact, this person needs to be checked up. Just like your heart is not functioning well, you know, you need, you know, some yeah. medication to help you with your high blood pressure. Your yeah. brain could yeah. also be chemically unbalanced Balance, and yeah. that you it's need, it's not your fault, you know? And there are certain things, these are different aspects that we need to kind of talk about because mm -hmm. people don't want to talk about it because to them it's like, mm, you automatically crazy, you're yeah. going to try to kill me or you're this yeah. and this and that and I don't want people to see it. And, I, and we did a, a survey and we were asking people, you know, like about mental health in the Afro-Caribbean, mm -hmm. what has stopped them from seeking mm -hmm. out therapy and doing mm -hmm. all of that. They were saying that, oh yeah, um, fear and the stigma, mm -hmm. that was number one that mm -hmm. came up as yeah. in the survey. And then they like personal choice. So that personal choice I'm thinking in my head is going back to the fear. Yeah. So they're making a personal choice not to want to do it yeah. sometimes because it's like, mm, I don't think yeah. I need that. Yeah. You know, they're telling themselves, the I don't system. need them. Like once you're in the system as the press, yes. like it's going to come back to bite you one bite day. Bite you one day. Yeah. And then they have the financial issue, which is something that also Safeso wants to focus on making sure that, okay, let's see if people out there want to go to therapy, but they just can't afford it. Afford it. How can we sponsor that yeah. for them? You That's know what I mean? Good. So financial issues and stuff like that. And obviously, like, just the lack of education. Mm. So you don't understand what is mental health. You don't yeah. understand As what they, is depression. Specifically in Haitian culture, they don't because it's like, ugen job. Yeah. Like, this is why they push the church so much. <laughs> oh, my like, God. For, like, those who are not Haitian, voodoo. Yeah. Like, yeah. you have a spirit on you, oh. a demon. Yeah. But it's like... I, the, the concept whole, of the mental whole, illness doesn't exist. The yeah. elders, the pastors, everyone will pull up to your house. Yes. Exorcism. Seven hours of prayer. Oh, and to you're cast still the, the demons same, out. And I'm just you like, have a demon. Yeah. That specific case. Y'all yeah. are mentally ill. Who's the, I don't know who's in the Bible who had anxiety, but I'm pretty sure a whole bunch of the, the, the disciples dealt with anxiety. And I'm Especially pretty, after Jesus died. 
tell me about and it. And I resurrected. Like, mm. I'm pretty sure. Go Google it. You'll find it. Go to the Bible. You'll see a whole bunch of people who had anxiety yeah. in the Bible. It's a real thing, mm-hmm. you know? And just making sure that you bring out those education and telling your people, no, it's okay. It's fine. Just mm-hmm. keep breaking that stigma. And once we start having podcasts like this, just talking mm-hmm. about it more, people will start feeling more comfortable and yeah. telling your own story. You know, it's just normal. Like, it's normal. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And that, that goes into our next question. What are some effective ways you think that we, like me, Tati, mm-hmm. our friends, we can commute, communicate better with our community and getting them to understand it and to educate them more? Um, those, there's several things and we just mentioned one of them, making sure that you kind of create avenues so that they can be educated Mm -hmm. in that subject and whether it is through workshops, Mm -hmm. you know, things that trainings that's going on in your churches if because you know a lot of our community are in church Mm -hmm. so let's create programs where they are getting the education they need through those workshops and through those Mm -hmm. you know um therapy sessions or i would say not therapy sessions because they can Mm -hmm. you know you you guys understand just through those programs that are happening at church Mm -hmm. and if you have um peer support groups there's a lot of different peer support group programs out there just try to make sure that you you know, share those avenues with people Mm -hmm. and also just talking about it more, you know, just bringing awareness to that subject is, it really does go a long way, Mm -hmm. whether we like it or not. Some people just hear you talk about it right now. I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe I should go check out a therapist. (laughs) I'll go check out the website and see somebody that can understand. And also making sure that you are partnering up with um, professionals that are culturally competent because mm-hmm. that is a big thing, especially mm-hmm. in our community. Like, you, um, no offense, I'm pretty sure everybody else have, you know, like they can, if a Caucasian lady come and try to talk to me about, you know, immigration, she, I, I, she won't yeah. under, she she understand yeah. me. You know, me telling them, you know, and, oh yeah, you know, I came to this country and I had to um, kind of migrate and kind of get comfortable and mm-hmm. understand and adapt and try to figure out the she culture. Understand the language and all of that, and yeah. you know the pressure of my parents. You know, there's to a certain extent Same. where she will be able to understand, but it's not gonna be like, okay, let me see how to better help yeah. you and kind of ask the right questions to redirect you, things like yeah. that. So we just need to make sure that we partner up with professionals who have the cultural competencies mm-hmm. for that. Um, what else? Um, I think, I think those are the key factors. Yeah. I would say the education, mm-hmm. um, um, bringing awareness and talking about it, and making sure that you partner up with organizations that have professional, you know, culturally competent for it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you talked about earlier, like how Safe Soul started, and you said it wasn't until you were in nursing school you're like, oh yeah, maybe, and, you know, <laughs> have a little. Depre- is there a specific moment in your life where you can think back, like, okay? This is too much. Like, I yeah, I have mental health issues. Like, for me, mm-hmm. was it November and December of last year? It's now I can realize and look like, yeah, I was depressed. Like, it wasn't just anxiety. We It, it developed to depression. Like, every time I took a shower, I would throw up. So mm-hmm. then I stopped taking showers. Oh, wow. Like, I would get really, because I was studying for my boards and I had filled already. And mm-hmm. the pressure... The yeah. pressure yeah. of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like headaches every single day, crying. There was a day I didn't go outside for how many days. I went outside. I was like, oh, it's cold. Yeah. Like I felt the air. Like wow. Mm-hmm. Like there's weather. There's yeah. a life outside because mm-hmm. ordering Uber Eats every single day. Like it just went downhill. So was there a time in your life where it's just like, okay, this is the moment where I realized, like, yes, yeah. I have mental health. Actually, yeah, there is. Matter of fact, like 
even when I did the event, I remember doing the event with the um, the youth, mm-hmm. and I actually was going through life, and I was going to nursing school, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Like, mm-hmm. I feel down, mm-hmm. but I don't know how to deal with this yeah. thing. And I went on, and I just ignored the fact that I was down. And so what I did was my avenue was creating safe souls mm-hmm. to kind of make sure that I can mask that feeling mm. of depression. So it's like, oh, well, if I can help other people, yeah. then maybe I will be okay. Yeah. So I went, I reverted back to that aspect of mm-hmm. trying to help other people. But really, I was going through the the pressure of trying to make sure that my, my parents are, you know, happy. like happy mm-hmm. and doing things for them and making sure that, you know, they're okay. Are they proud of me? And all of those different things. And I was going through so many things in my family personally that I was just like, oh my God, is a lot you know Mm -hmm. like can I really just brush this off or just keep Mm -hmm. going and so there are so many different avenues where I was like okay this is I started noticing the symptoms and obviously I'm very grateful for my husband because he actually helped me realize it as well Mm -hmm. he was like you know what you're actually going through something but you are kind of like taking that different avenue Mm -hmm. to kind of make sure that everybody else is okay but yourself Mm -hmm. so that you can mask that you know, everything's going to be yeah, okay. Yeah. And so once I started kind of checking that and realizing, okay, this is not okay. I mm-hmm. cannot just ignore my own personal mental keep health. Going keep going on and yeah. just get up and go and just get up and go and not take care of that. Mm-hmm. Then I checked in. I was like, okay, I need a therapist. Mm-hmm. And I checked in and I, and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to get a therapy. I'm going to get into therapy. And I started explaining all of those mm-hmm. things to her. And she made me realize... You know, you're living for your family. You're living mm. for your parents. You're not living for yourself. You're not living for yourself. You're, not living for yourself. you're trying you're to caring. accomplish all of these things that mm. God didn't even tell you to, you know, mm. do in the first place. But because yeah. you're trying to make sure your family is happy with you mm-hmm. and being and trying to be accepted into the society yeah. of, you know, the pressure and the society mm-hmm. and the, 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 the how, how, would, how, how would we call this, this kind of... Um, um, the thing that they hold you up to success it's like okay yes. once you do this then the you're standards. successful yeah. the standard of success yeah. and it's like that's really which you realize later well that there's really no standard of success yeah. mm-hmm. there's really no standard, standard. This, yeah, it's my own standard. everyone has their own standard exactly mm-hmm. and yeah. so yeah and that was a hard realization mm-hmm. very hard realization but I'm glad I got to it and I'm just more happy about it yeah. I'm so much more happy about it yeah so well, it's interesting what you said like you just kept going on I was reading an article a couple of months ago and they're saying in black women depression shows up differently mm-hmm. so it's yeah. not the typical standards of like I can't get out of bed mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't sleep it's mm-hmm. like I'm still going. Mm-hmm. I'm still going. I'm still going. I'm still going. And it's just like, which is weird because it's kind of like mm-hmm. when you're still going, no one's going to see it. Yeah. No one sees yeah. you when you're still going. No one sees you when you're trying to because yep. everything's normal exactly. from the outside. Mm-hmm. So which is why like in black women, depression's not diagnosed as it's often not. as it should. Yep. Yeah. So then you're getting medication for anxiety, mm-hmm. this and that. And it's like, oh no, I'm depressed. You yeah. don't see it yeah. because I'm not the typical standard what depression looks like. Yeah. But then this also because of the concept of I'm a strong black woman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my I gosh. can't stop. Oh. I can't. Yeah. Like I remember in just in my mom's life, the mm-hmm. one time she stopped was when my mom and dad split after 15 years, mm-hmm. more than 15 years. She stayed in bed for a week. Still went to work, though. She would cry, cry, yeah. cry. I would make her breakfast, go to work, come home, cry, cry, cry. Yeah. And like I said, it only lasted a week from what I could see. Mm. And then she kept going. And I'm just like, I wonder how long you were depressed for. Oh. That you just had to just, because you couldn't stop. You can't stop, You yeah. can't stop. And it's just like, no one else would know because mm. you continue going. So it's interesting that you said you just kept going. Yeah, and it, and and like you said, in the black woman, but we also noticed that in, obviously, mm-hmm. in the immigrant household, that's what they do. That's what you see. Yeah. So you just reflect 
reflecting what you see. Yeah. Everybody's just going and going and going, that's, that's and everything, and it's like a whole bunch of stuff is going to the roof in the house, but everybody's ignoring yeah. it and acting like it's okay. They couldn't afford to stop. <laughs> exactly. Can you imagine? I have bills. I'm an immigrant. I have my kid, but I'm gonna stop mm-hmm. for my mental health. Yeah, oh. I'm gonna stop that's to so cry. Everybody back in Haiti would have you with exactly. Yeah. Like okay, on Timon, I'm kidding. It's like. Yeah, yeah. If I'm not good, they're not good. They're not good, yeah. And so we just have to kind of make sure that we are still giving ourselves grace Mm -hmm. and understanding that it's okay. We're not getting it right, you know, right now. But just the willingness to getting it right. Because eventually you're going to crash. Eventually. There you go. That part. Crash. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's exactly exactly what happens. Get get the help immediately when you know. Because the crashing sometimes, unfortunately, leads to I'm taking my life. Because Yeah. yeah. I don't you know what you can't handle. And it. so yeah. when you go to Haiti and you see those people who they call foo, yeah. they have schizophrenia, they have all these mm-hmm. kind of things. There's they, there's a lot of factors that were yeah. going yeah. from before. It's like okay, the person was waking up, they're not able to sleep, sleep. they're not eating well, yeah. they can't. You know, they, there's so many different factors that plays yeah. a role into do them guys, crashing. Do you guys know that schizophrenia can develop by? the age of like in our 20s yeah, yeah. it usually yeah. develops in 20s and 30s yeah, yeah. So that's why it's like right now yeah, yeah. you need to be careful you need yeah to be careful. yeah yeah mm-hmm. and it's it's serious our mental health as much as we, we they preach physicals go to physical get that check that should yeah. be that should get be that check. like yeah like quarterly yeah but quarterly. did you know also that your physical is actually very connected to your mental. mental. Oh, There's, people don't want to preach I about that. I told you, I was throwing up every time I went to the shower. Yeah. Like, my symptoms become yeah. physical my now. My body just shuts down. Mm-hmm. I get, when I'm tired, body shuts down. Mm-hmm. I was telling my fiance the other day, I'm just like, I feel like when I'm tired, I love mentally, when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling my fiance the other day, we just have to stop it. When I, I was talking to her, I feel like my mind and my body mm. obviously are connected. Yeah. When I'm tired, yeah. I feel like I'm, I've been sleeping enough, I'm good, mm-hmm. yeah. I feel healthy, but because my mind is so tired, yeah. my body mm-hmm. just feels tired. Not physically, but it's just tired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just like, you have to know when to just rest. And lately, something I've been looking into, and maybe you can just um, put some insight on that, is that what is the difference from a therapist and a psychiatrist? So with a therapist, they are able to talk to you mm-hmm. and just kind of get you to understand, you know, like they, they will do the non-medical, yeah. as, the non-medication aspect. Whereas a psychiatrist, sometimes they will be able to um, talk to you, mm-hmm. but it's not focused yeah. based on that. A psychiatrist will be able to prescribe medication. Yeah. They will give you medication for your anxiety, depression, mm-hmm. bipolar disorder, schizophrenia. Yeah. Every single thing they yeah. on the list, they're basically a medical doctor, mm-hmm. but they're just, they're, their specialty is just the, yeah. the mind. Yeah. So they will be able to, you know, um, um, prescribe you those medications. medications. So if you're, and that's why a lot of times where people will come, to the hospital because I used to work in I was working in psych Mm -hmm. and what I and what I noticed that they were coming frequent flyers you know they're just coming we call them frequent flyers they'll come back because what it is is that you're just getting the medication and once they're off their meds Mm -hmm. they'll be back but it's like if you're not doing the hard work and that's where I want to kind of advocate Mm -hmm. for doing the work early on and don't get me wrong guys we do understand there are some people with their bio chemical, whatever yeah. is going on with their genetics, where they are predisposed to getting yes. mental health yeah. disorders yeah. more mm-hmm. than others, which we can understand yeah. that means that they will mm-hmm. require those medication mm-hmm. in order for them to function and have a balanced, you know, brain. But for those of us who know we've been depressed for yeah. a long time now, yeah. you know, we're not seeing things yet. Yeah. Or we're not, we're, yeah, we don't need we're to not get that far. Yet. We don't need to get yeah. that far. The moment you 
and, and, and as I was going to therapy, sorry, I'm going off the rail no, here, fine. but as I was going to therapy, I was talking to my um, therapist and she was saying that, you know, don't manage your anxiety when it's at 10. Manage it when it's at 3. Yeah, for the same Because if you're managing your anxiety when it's at 10, like, it's already too late, honey. You, yeah. you, you, you're already to the roof. Exactly. But if you notice, oh, shoot, I'm getting anxious right now. I'm getting yeah. anxious. What should I do? Mm -hmm. Start practicing your coping skills. Yeah. Whatever it is, start journaling or count to 1 to 100 or yeah. do those little techniques that mm -hmm. you are taught in therapy to calm yourself down before you get, you get you know, damaged. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing the doctor will tell you. Instead of coming to me and trap and try to prevent to get a more heart attack, just make sure you exercise exactly. and stop eating some, the, <laughs> stop exactly. eating, you know, stop eating poorly, some greasy, yeah. some greasy foods. Yeah. You know, take care of your health before yes. so that you can avoid, you know, crying later. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. but to go back to psychiatry, just, you know, prescribe the yeah. medication. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, one thing I wanted to touch on, because Safe Souls is so mental health heavy, do you ever feel like it takes a toll on your own mental health always being in that space? Yes. So recently, I know you guys probably would hear the, those news. Um, um, Haiti had an earthquake, mm. and then they had the the flood, the flood mm -hmm. as well. And so, well, not recently. I would say way before that. Mm -hmm. So when they had the, um, well, they actually had two earthquakes. Yeah. You guys know that. So with the second one, um, we decided to take it upon ourselves to um, do a mental health relief program, mm -hmm. and I was so anxious it was so ridiculous my husband had to calm me down because i was so anxious trying to find a way to kind of help so what we did was what i did is i kind of we kind of created some flyers and reached out to therapists who were in haiti mm. who actually you know mm. were educated in mm -hmm. the subject to be able to reach out to people in their area and yes they will need physical help but mm. we need them to be mm -hmm. okay mentally too mm -hmm. because yeah. after such trauma, you need yeah. to process things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you need somebody there to help you process them mm -hmm. the correct way. Mm -hmm. And so we connected with um, mental health therapists and they reached out and some people actually, you know, reached out. We were mm -hmm. able to help a couple of people at least you know, 10 to 20 people mm. and they reach out like, thank you so much for helping. But I realized I was so anxious, Tati, because mm -hmm. I literally was taking on that toll on yeah. me. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. I have to save I the world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that mentality. And I was like, okay, I need a break. I need yeah. a break. But thankfully I have a great team mm -hmm. of people who also kind of collaborate and kind of help with those things. And so my cousin, Patricia, she's amazing. So it's like, we kind of piggyback off of each other. Okay, let's make this work. And, you know, mm -hmm. we have other people added on to our mm -hmm. team now, which is great. But yeah, it, it does take a toll on me. And I have to remind myself, take care of yourself. Yeah. Take care of yourself. You're helping other people, but still take care of yourself. Yeah. Make sure you make yourself a priority. Yeah. And that's what I have to fall back on. Yeah. But yeah. At the end of the day, always choose yourself. Choose mm -hmm. yourself first. Always choose mm -hmm. yourself. Like Even when airplane. you have, huh? Yeah. Like the airplane. Yeah. You put your mask yeah. on. Yeah. You got to save yourself Oxygen. and then you can save everybody you else. You yep. can't be the best mom, wife. Anything. Yeah. Daughter. Mm -hmm. You got to pick yeah. yourself first. And then yeah. my kids are going to think I'm selfish. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Because, <laughs> hey, when mommy's having a bad day, I'm going to be like, listen, mommy needs a break. Little, but I <laughs> you think have okay to, to normalize. I need some time yeah. alone. Yeah. yeah. Like your kids, your I recharge alone, alone to be time. honest. Yeah. That's fine. I recharge alone. Yeah. Like after this, I'm going to go to my corner. <laughs> <laughs> I recharge alone too. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well. Thank you so much, oh Obel. God, it has so come to an end, guys. Um, Obel has given us a lot of information. Yeah. Um, we appreciate you taking the time, your time. I know that you're very busy. Oh, girl. <laughs> so really I'm never too busy it. for you, sister love. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you're going to be our Melon Monday. Oh. So with our Melon Monday, you get to tell us about you. You already told us about yeah. you, but like, 
Anything that you want to share, as in like where people can find you, where they can support, how can they support? Is there any new events that are coming up that they can support? Um, anything new that you want to share with them? Yeah. Oh, well, this is putting me on the spot. I hate being on the spot, but it's okay. Um, yeah, well, I'm so happy that you guys, well, you ladies, gorgeous ladies, educated ladies, <laughs> invited me um, to um, join this podcast. Um, and for those of you who would like to kind of, you know, keep up with me a little bit, <laughs> go on my social media. It's Obel Pluvios. It's at Obel Pluvios, just my name. And Safe Souls is going to be Safe Souls Inc., and so you can also find us on our website, which is www.safesoulsinc.org. And you'll be able to find all of the information. And as far as new events, um, we have something that is just tailored to, for therapists. We are partnering up with the therapist right now to do a retreat for them because they take care of so many people. So then it's like going to that. be, yeah, it's going to be just about them making sure that they're okay. And also they will provide CEU. So we'll have people, oh, if you need good. CEUs for your classes, so that way you are encouraged to just come and just relax and chill, but also get a little credit for that. Yeah. So that's something that we're going to be working on. Not too much information yet about it, but once we do, if you keep up with us in our newsletter on safesoulsinc.org, you'll be able to get all of those information. But thank you guys. Yeah, I think that's about it. Awesome. <laughs> and again, Obel. Yes. Thank you so much again, sis. Thank you for taking yeah, the time again. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Again, thank you for tuning in to Good Luck, sis. And I'll catch you guys on our next episode. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. Bye.